We are live. Episode number 387. I genuinely don't know anymore. No. Um, I mean, I've lost count before we hit 20 in true personal trainer style, so we've done well. Also, who's doing reps at 20? That sucks. Oh, I have done before. It's only like steps to the gym, though. Not actual, like, working. <laughs> Parking More than the, 20, I'd have to have a sit down. <laughs> Parking the disabled bay, just you haven't got to walk as far as <laughs> to run on the spot. We can't condone that unless you've got a blue badge. Yeah, but then you're probably not running on the treadmill. You might be. Let's not go down Depends there. on your disability. Correct. They're not all visible. Charlie's upset everyone. And we're <laughs> Literally everyone. We're about three seconds into this call. I've just pissed off the entire population. Brilliant. Discriminated against everyone. <laughs> I mean... I think that means I'm not discriminating against anybody because literally no one is safe. That's true, actually. That's definitely how it works. Yeah, if you're horrible to everyone, you've not discriminated. You're just Correct. a bad just person. Bad. Yeah, I'm just a horrible, horrible person. Basically. That's not a crime. Correct. Solid <laughs> <laughs> start. I think that might be our strongest start to a podcast yet. I reckon it's up there. <laughs> it's right out there anyway so we did mention this before we hit record but I'm going to bring it up again firstly I'm going to say congratulations to Charlie because Barbers get to open on Monday and he gets to sort his absolute lid of a haircut out this is the last time you'll see it like this I'm a little bit upset camera and I've said to you off camera obviously your livelihood and finances and things are important and your job's important but it's not as important as this no 100% I mean, I'm, genu- I'm saying this now and I'm sat in my gym. Also, I've just realised that, you know when you come, you know when you go to a party and you're in the same clothes as your mate? I've done that with my gym. I've just turned up in the same... Oh, yeah. Nice. Gym. Oh, that's awkward. Uh, uh, I should have texted him before. should have done. I should have just texted Jim and gone, listen, mate, can you not? What are you wearing tonight? Jeans and a nice hoodie? Yeah, I think I'm going to do the same. Jeans and a nice hoodie. <laughs> and that there is the difference in your hometown to my hometown. Yes. <laughs> Probably my new knuckle dusters because they're shinier. Yeah, just kept them in acid overnight, so they're really shiny. Nice. Yeah, Um, down to Tamworth or hometown of Windsor, darling. (laughs) Tamworth's a lovely place, and that's it's what Tamworth is like as a place has nothing to do with why I left as soon as sure I was old enough to. Nothing to do with that at all. Where are you Um, now? Bristol now. Brizzle. Brizzle, you've joined the brigade that is Bristol. <laughs> my love. <laughs> if any, you've taken one quite nice accent and you made it a really nice accent. Like I've got, a th- I love watching Hot Fuzz just for the accent. It really calms me down. Everyone sounds like Hot Fuzz, mate. Oh, yeah. It's fucking excellent. <laughs> it's excellent. Yeah. But it also means that I can't take the riot seriously because in yeah, my everyone true. rioting and doing the whole fucking kill the bill brigade and all that sort of shit, they all just sound like they're from Hot Fuzz to me, and I cannot take it seriously. Everyone in Mums is packing around here. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, so congratulations to you and Thank everybody you. else. Dire need of a barber, myself included. Yeah, and I suppose sort of good news that you're opening again as well. It's quite good news, yeah. I was going to tail on to that because obviously I'm being sat in the gym. I am I'm genuinely on a very personal level, very selfish level. I am very excited that my barber is actually coming to the gym. So I've managed to get Murray, shout out Murray, He's coming here and he's got like six slots to sort of put people in. I've already filled them. So he's coming here to cut my hair. And I thought, well, if you're coming all the way over here to do that, I say cut my hair. He's going to like shave the bald bit on the top of my head yeah. and the bottom bit of my head. Mm. But like he's just got a lineup of people with their hair, like getting the hair cut in the gym, which is I love that. fucking well exciting. 
Like, I might have to change the logo. One lot of the gyms have like Red Beard Barber Club. Like, uh, I think you could have like a proper like shopping centre style thing. <laughs> barbers, probably put a child's like soft play thing in there. You've obviously got the gym. We have vape shops there everywhere now. Exactly, a little coffee bar. Oh, I've got a coffee shop. It's called. A I can see that's why you're expi- wanting to expand. That must be the dream. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I want like a um, like a, a brothel out back. <laughs> sure, let's go with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wanted um, what's what I'm looking for? Like a like um, <laughs> I don't know what the word is. Mall. Do we have malls in the UK or is that American? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, a mall. I'm gonna have like a gym, coffee shop, brothel, yeah. barbers. Maybe like maybe like that Chinese like acupuncture cupping place that pops up all over the shop. Mm. That and yeah. another place dedicated to absolute nonsense. It'll be the only place without a cluster coffee though. It's like everywhere. It is everywhere. I'd have a Starbucks. I wouldn't have Starbucks. I don't like Starbucks coffee. Controversial. Which one would you go for out of all the commercial chains? Nero. Love a Nero. Yeah, I'd probably go Nero. Coffee number one's not bad as well, actually. I haven't got that over here. No. Yeah, that's not a bad one. We did have a coffee Republican made in it, then they shut. That was quite nice. Uh, there you go. No, Cafe Nero's my go to. I like a Nero. Yeah, I like a Nero actually. Yeah. Or maybe a spot of wild bean if you're on the road. Mm. That, was, that, wasn't a, that wasn't a definitive I agree or not. That was a bit mm, not a fan of the wild bean or. Yeah, it was like uh, if you've got to, if you say that if I stop on the road, it's probably a sugar free monster. Unless it's a. I mean, I'd probably go for McDonald's over. A well-being? That's a special, actually. There's actually, there's one of my clients brings me McDonald's coffee and it is amazing. Yeah, it's all right, isn't it? Uh, I've been a, an employee of McDonald's previously. Of, like, twice a week, I get this little yellow cup of goodness delivered around the corner. It's fucking wonderful. Mm. Yeah, I've drank a lot of it in my time. <laughs> Usually with a little stack of pancakes or something like that. Yeah, it was. I used to work there. Don't tell you this. <laughs> no! What yeah. a revelation! I want this yeah. story. Come on. Three years. Man and boy. Outstanding, and then you went naturally went into nutrition. Yeah, so I was literally as a business model, giving people high calorie food to then try and help them get leaner again. It's a fantastic one. Outstanding, yeah, no, visionary. Um, Yeah, I got promoted twice. I was king of the fries burger. Look promoted. Yeah, I was look good at my job. (laughs) Outstanding, amazing. There you go. No, I never knew that. Never knew that. Who'd have thunked it? Mm. There you go. I mean, I feel like we both took natural progressions into our careers. You started in McDonald's and went to nutrition. I started off as a carpenter on building sites and went into lifting heavy shit. So yeah. I feel like they're both natural kind of, we both went that course. I like it. I'm a fan. Um, I mean, that's our token, like six minutes of chatting utter nonsense. I feel yeah. like we should actually go in and do some stuff. So yeah. without sounding too influencery, um, I've had loads of people asking me, um, basically how to get strong is the sum of it so people saying like I'm going back to the gym I feel weak as piss um, I know you go on about you know take it easy go into it gently start somewhere slow that sort of stuff which is great but I've realised that we've actually never gone into the kind of nuts and bolts so that might be a cool place to start so from my point how to get strong and then from like a nutrition point of sort of what you want your kind of macros and food and everything else to look like might be a might be a good place to start so I mean from my point it's it's really quite simple. And, like, and again, without wanting to just go back to saying exactly what we said before, it's going to start at a point and build. Um, and don't worry about how long it takes you to build. If you had a base layer of strength before, it will come back really, really fast when you get back into the gym and you start getting a bit of routine. 
Um, I did a, I did a YouTube video. I did a thing. I made like a video and edited it and everything. There was like, I had a whiteboard and pens and all sorts of shit. It's on my YouTube channel. Go like and subscribe. I think it's got like 30 views on it now. So basically a big deal. Um, yeah. but basically on programming, um, it's about 11 minutes. It's quite concise, but um, it just goes into bits. So to kind of go into that, you want to go in and try and lift heavy-ish. Is kind of what I'll go through. So with heavy-ish, I'm saying like relatively heavy for what you're able to do. So I'm not saying go in and test your one rep maxes, but certainly go in and just sort of test your boundaries a little bit to what feels good. If you've got a training partner, awesome. If you don't, be a little bit more cautious because no one wants to, you know, if you're under a bench um, and you need a spotter and you ain't got one, no one needs to be there. You'll just be on Instagram. No one wants to help you anymore. They're just going to film you. Send a gym fails. Get to 150 quid. That's the thing. Um, but you so see, yeah, you're going to kind of want to go, you want to lift weights is basically what I'm trying to say. So like fuck your rubber bands off and your water bottles and your fucking body weight bird dogs and hydrants and all that sort of shit. Like actually go and lift some weights. Like they're going to get you strong. Them. Like the other stuff ain't. Just not. Um, so go lift weights is the thing and then kind of use principles of overload so progressive overload is kind of the underlying principle um and that is effectively if you squat 20 kilos today when you do the squats next week you're going to go 25 and then 30 and 35 and 40 and you, you basically add weight to your bar every time you do a thing um and then eventually you'll hit what's called a plateau which is where you can't put any more weight on it and then you need to adjust something else find more variables change the reps around a little bit add a little more rest take the weight down whatever you're going to need to do um, but there's ways to bust through those plateaus. Um, that's a really, really broad stroke answer um, in quite a quick snippet. Um, but yeah, that's kind of it. If you want to get strong, go lift weights and make sure you're overloading the weights you're lifting. We'll, we'll go on to more like programming sessions-wise in a minute, but like, what's your kind of take on that? Oh, how do I get stronger? Just starting back in again. Yeah, you've covered everything from a training perspective. From a nutrition perspective, if you're trying to maximize getting strong, you've got to give yourself enough energy to get strong. You've got to get enough protein and space out throughout the day to allow your muscles to facilitate adapting to whatever heavy stuff you're lifting. You've got to fuel your session. You've got to have some sort of carbohydrate on board so that your sessions feel good because the harder you can work, the bigger stimulus you get, the stronger you get because you've responded to that stimulus. Um, and then you probably just need to do that consistently and be patient with it, to be honest which I think is the one thing that people lack is that putting yourself in a surplus for six to eight weeks minimum, some people really just struggle with that. Yeah. So it's probably the biggest thing. Like how many people do you know that bulk consistently well within like some sort of constraint rather than just eating everything in sight and just going all on bulk and then laughing and eating like the ninth piece of cake? Dirty bulk. Exactly. Yeah. So not many people actually like fuel and they're in a small surplus very well at all yeah i'd be inclined to agree with that and it's one of those i don't know where it come from but everyone's just kind of to lose weight you need to be in a calorie deficit so therefore if i want to put on muscle mass i want to put on weight therefore calorie surplus which is technically true um but you know you're putting on weight how much of that is then translated to muscle i don't know so yeah, I think, you, I think you have got to do it right. And you know, it's, it's on countless conversations that we've had on and off of these podcasts. Um, protein needs to be your key, like get mm -hmm. your protein in, because that's ultimately your building blocks. And as far as I'm aware, your body has no way of storing it. So let's get that in as first, 
and then everything else kind of builds in around the edges, like your carbs and everything else. Um, but yeah, so many people just go through and like, right, I'm going to get strong, therefore I'm going to eat fucking everything. Um, yeah. Let's say the kind of Eddie Hall approach. So like Eddie Hall famously in his book and various interviews and wherever else have you comes out and says, it was on like 30,000 calories a day for the three years leading into the world's strongest man in 2017. But on top of that 30,000 calorie, within that 30,000 calorie, we were like two family-sized cheesecakes and liters of gold top milk and all that sort of stuff like every single day. Um, but what you don't sort of see on the side of that is that's kind of like buff, like buffer calories to keep body weight on. Oh, that body weight doesn't matter what the fuck it is. That's just stored on as fat because you need mass to shift these massive things. But within that 30,000 calories, he's also hit enormous protein goals. And he was waking up at like three in the morning to chow down hunks of steak and that sort of stuff. So he's getting all of the macros in there and then everything else is kind of fluff. Um, I'm going to go out on a wing and say that the people listening to this podcast don't need the amount of fluff that Eddie Hall did. I'm just going to throw it out there. I don't think they're listening. If you are listening and you eat 30,000 calories a day because you're trying to get to World's Strongest Man, drop us a note. I'd be keen to hear from you. Um, I don't think you are. But yeah, so that. I'd also go out on a limb and say that a lot of what Eddie Hall did wasn't optimal or best. 100%. Which is another thing to consider. People look at him and go, well, he's the world's strongest, therefore, everything he's done. Like, something that always amazes me is go, well, look at him. He's clearly doing it right because look at him. It's the most stupid answer. Like, how do you not know that he's, like, succeeded despite everything he's doing rather than because of everything he's doing? Like, well, he was in a car crash, but look at him now. He owns his own business, really successful. So I'm going to go like veer my astro off a cliff. Like, it's the most stupid logic in the world. Everything yeah. that someone's done, obviously, there are themes and things actually that's probably worthwhile, but it's still got to be rational and make sense. And if it's not, then maybe think I'm actually going to check this to make sure that what he was doing wasn't utter horseshit before I do it, just because he's strongest in the world. Yeah, 100%. Agreed. And that, I mean, a lot of that as well, we're, we're tailing into nutrition, but that also follows into training. Mm-hmm. Um, and like getting meat and potatoes done is kind of, it's the advice I give a lot of people. You know, you see, if we go into, let's go into the wonderful world of Olympic weightlifting. If you look at videos of Lu Jun, who is, to my mind, unquestionably the world's best weightlifter. Guy's a fucking machine. He's like into his mid-30s, he just turns up to break his own world records. Um absolute monster and you see him training and like all the clips are put up on instagram of him doing you know plate raises and hyper extensions and fucking glute bridges and whatever else have you and things that don't look a damn thing like olympic lifting and then olympic lifters get all of that and go oh i'm gonna do loads of glute bridges and hyper extensions and plate raises then i'll be like do and it's like what you don't realize is that he's put all the hours in the gym into that beforehand he's done all of his meat and potato exercises he's done all of his snatches done all of his cleaning jokes done all of his squats and pulls and everything else He's done all of the really specific legwork that he needs to do to be Lu Zhaojun. And the other stuff, just kind of ancillary, it's really, it's probably not even necessary. It's just extra stuff to maybe add like a little bit more muscle onto a joint, like added flexibility from different range of motion, that sort of stuff. It's probably not actually needed, but people see it and go, that, that's got to be right because Lu is fucking outstanding. Mm. And to a point, I mean, I'm using Lu Zhaojun as an example, to a point, he definitely knows what he's doing because but you're right when you sort of dig into the what's why's and wherefores of why someone's doing a thing if you're basing that purely on the fact that that person clearly looks like he knows what he's doing therefore it must be right i would go out on a wing and say 99 times out of 100 you're wrong yeah um 
this is not how this works. It's just not. People have, I mean, I couldn't tell you two individual clients that I have that work the same program. I could tell you two of them that are training for the same goal, but their programs look completely different Mm -hmm. because they're different people. And it's the same with yourself. You know, if if you've got two clients that are training for the fat loss, but they're both weightlifters, they're going to have different goals, different calories, different requirements. Everyone's an individual. So it's all well and good. You could follow a generic program and get results because ultimately you're doing a thing. You're doing something which is taking you towards a goal. Be that bodyweight snatch or be that a, I don't know, triple bodyweight deadlift. I don't know. Whatever your goal is that you want to do. If there's something that you want to lift and you're working towards it, it kind of doesn't matter the nuts and bolts of what you're doing so long as you're doing something towards it. But when you start getting into the real nuts and bolts um, and sort of getting personal in it, I think it matters more. And if you're basing that on the fact that this person looks like they know what they're doing, I mean, yeah. you missed the point. I think with training particularly and strength training, the waters are muddied by steroid use. No. And I, well, and that's not to judge people for using steroids. That's your decision. And if it's not, as long as it's not against the rules of the competition and you lied about it, like I couldn't give a shit personally. Um, having worked in professional sport, I wouldn't condone using like drugs when it's banned so like a rugby player using drugs unfair advantage yeah. you're supposed to not do it I mean strength sports if you're supposed to but like and those people still work hard I don't think it takes away from the work they do no. but it does allow them to do more and recover much quicker than you can 100%. so if you're trying to do like you said the same training as Eddie Hall but he's juiced off his Swede it, his achievements are still unreal but you just can't do the same volume of work. It's not possible. Yeah, no, 100%. And it is, I've got a similar, I'm a similar mindset to yourself when it comes to like pets and stuff. Like if your goal is to be the biggest, strongest dude in your gym, fucking crack on. But understand your competition is probably Instagram. Mm. If you go into a clean sport like weightlifting mm-hmm. and you're on juice, then you're a piece of shit. Like you're an asshole. You know it's clearly defined in the rules that you are clean and you ain't. That's not okay. Um, But yeah, my opinion on steroids is like, if you want to use them, crack on. But just understand if you're competing in a sport that relies on you being clean, not okay. That's it. But but yeah, like people get this real misconception about steroids. You know, some guy in the gym is clearly on gear because you see him walk into the weight room with like a needle sticking out of his ass. Like, it's a bit of a red flag. But like, people look at that and kind of go, wow, he's got it easy. He takes gear and that makes it easy for him. Fuck. Absolutely not how this works. Like, if you want to take gear, understand that you have to work as hard, if not harder, to use the shit you've pumped in. Um, yeah, you don't also, tissue out of nowhere because you've got more testosterone. Yeah, that's not. We're not just stapling lumps of chicken to you. That's not how this yeah. works. Um, but yeah, you got to work fucking hard, like really hard. But you're right. It just depending on what you take. Most of it acts in a similar sort of way, but it just lets you recover a lot quicker. So rather than spending 48 hours after a ridiculous squat session where before you sort of squat again, you could probably go 24. Mm-hmm. It reduces recovery time. Some of it's there just to help you sleep better. Um, it's various different things have different purposes. But yeah, like you still got to work damn hard. And if you look at sort of the weird and wonderful world of strength sports, to sort of just outright deny that there are people in clean sports on gear is foolish because there definitely are. They just haven't been caught yet. Um, but yeah, like your average gym goer, like bringing it back to who's listening to this podcast, like your average gym goer that's listening to this, you're probably not on gear. I wouldn't necessarily advise you go on gear. No. If you're thinking about doing it, go speak to your doctor. Don't listen to me. No. Um, 
that'd be my advice. But by and large, I wouldn't suggest it unless your goal is to be the biggest, strongest dude within your gym, and that's cool. But don't speak to me about it because I'm not going to help. Go speak to your no. gym. Yeah. I'm uh, not an endocrinologist, and I don't think <laughs> going on steroids is a health choice, but <laughs> that's as far as I'd go with it, and that I wouldn't tell people what to do or how to do it, or even where to go to get it. I just don't know. Yeah, I'm a endocrinologist, so no. definitely speak to me. I can just about spell five by five. Yeah, that. Um, but yeah, so we're, again, we're very slightly off topic. But again, that kind of getting stronger thing, just go do shit. Um, and I guess the, the sort of tail end of that kind of that we just gone off is more specific programming within your sessions. So obviously, you want to go and lift heavy. We've covered that off. Your food needs to be somewhere on point. Um, and sort of macro goals need to be adhered to. Protein is your key. It's kind of the, it's where we're at at the minute. When you're actually in the gym for your session, get your big shit done first. So like, don't go in, if you're training, let's say you're doing squats, let's stick with that session. And you're going to hit like a squat session and you are a powerlifter. Let's say that. Don't go in and do your ancillary work first. Like the luge, I was doing shoulder raises and hyperextensions. Like go in and do your squats first. Like the main bulk, the meat and spuds of your session, go do that first. Like start big. Get them done because you're freshest. Everything's working nicely. You're not fatigued at all. You've probably got a lump of pre-workout going through your system or a shed ton of caffeine. Um, Definitely not what I prescribed to my friend before Charlie grabbed me in again. Um, I wouldn't have a friend anymore if that was the case. I, I, I think it was like podcast two. We spoke about caffeine intake. And I couldn't remember how much you said. And I told my mate three grams per kilo of body weight, which would definitely kill him. It's milligrams. Hitting half a kilo. Yeah. <laughs> that, would, that would kill a person. For those wondering, you would die. That Do not take half a kilo of caffeine before a workout. Um, yeah, three three milligrams per kilo. Yeah, that'd probably be better. Probably a safe bet. Yeah, do that. Less faith. Like for me, that's about three Pro Plus tablets. Yeah, which still feels a lot. You can definitely see noises. It's wonderful. Mm. Um, but yeah, so go on in, get your big shit done first, and then once you've done your squats, go and then do your ancillary work, like your single leg stuff, like your your, your variables off. Um, but don't do them first. For various reasons, may one be in your fresh. If you do all your ancillary stuff beforehand, by the time you get to your squats, you're fucked and you're not going to get the right performance out of it. So that's that. And that applies to everything. If you're going in to do squat, bench, dead, snatch, clean and jerk, atlas, stones, yoke, carry, wherever it's going to be, whatever your event or your session is looking like for that day, go get that main bit done and then everything else is superfluous. Superfluous is probably the wrong word. It's a good word, but it's the wrong word. Um, everything else is less important that um because that kind of comes into like intra workout kind of food or snacks or shakes or anything like that like if you're training i mean i think if you're training for an hour i don't rest, i don't necessarily think you need snacks in between your workout but if you're a power lifter and you've got 20 minute rest in between benches yeah if it takes you three to five working days to do a session like power lifters <laughs> maybe get a snack might be worth it yeah yeah um i think it's one of those things where it's rarely essential but if it makes you feel better or might give you 1%, like, why not? Particularly if you're in a surplus and you've got the calorie spare. If you're in a deficit, you've got this decision between, do I have some intra-workout carbohydrate and feel good during the session, but then have less food in the day and less edible carbs in the day, which is tough. Or, so that's the sort of decision you've got to make. And that will depend on what level you're at with your sport and how much you care about it. 
So like if you're a serious weightlifter, you're probably going to have those carbs in the session, forgo some food in the day, just like, well, it's part of the sport. It's only, it's only for a bit. If you're like a weekend warrior, you're just like, well, it doesn't matter to me that much. I need to start up having food during the day, just to have it in the session sort of thing. Um, if it makes you feel good, then do it. For a longer session, like powerlifting session, I think I probably would advise some jelly babies, jelly beans, like Luke said, sport, that sort of shit. Jelly babies are the one. Fruit pastel for a personal plate. Mm. Oh, there's often Haribo floating around the gym. That's the thing. Physically Actually, floating or... Huh? Physically floating around the gym. Yeah. Like, why not? Well, that's how much caffeine you've had. That's <laughs> trippy as fuck. <laughs> that's, um, yeah, they just they come just like vibrating across the gym floor. It's amazing. Yeah. They're good. Nice. Um, there's also a weird patch of mushrooms that I tried to make a risotto out of. That might be a thing. I might have. I would explain an awful lot. Wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, I can't remember who it was. That's really bugging me now. We had someone that came to the gym a while back for a drop-in. Weightlifter from some club in London somewhere. And they came in and they had like, um, like in their bag, they had their own little Tupperware with chalk in it. And then a Tupperware twice the size of it, full of Haribo. Like Haribo, wine gums, jelly babies, like everything. This is crap. That's real. Oh, it was fucking superb. But I was just offering this tub round. And of course, because weightlifters, we all let it. Pre-COVID. Remember when someone to bring their own food and everyone's had a finger in it and everyone would still eat it? Just remember when there was a case where there was an everyone. Do you remember that? And when you allowed more than one person. I'm sitting in the gym now and I'm conscious it's quite echoey because there is fuck all going on. <laughs> there is nothing. I'm sort of looking out of platforms going, oh, there was someone lifting there once. It's a thing. But well, yeah. I love the idea of like the sweet equivalent of meal prep. Like sweet prep where he's clearly got all of his work done. Mate, it was, it was incredible. Like, it was just, it was honestly, it was Tupperware full of sweets. It was amazing. Unreal. And like, I think the ones at the bottom had been there for a while, but I'd still eat them if that was all that was in there. They were things like, um, like bonbons, like strawberry bonbons, they were in there. Oh. Some goodness. It's like you just raided Wilco's pick and mix. The fuck? It's awesome. Also, can we just take a minute to appreciate the fact that Wilco's is just new Woolworths? Yeah, it is, yeah. It's just it's a different style. Yeah. yeah. Same colours, still red and white. Yeah, just flip around, different name. Yeah. The only thing I don't think they sell that Wolves did is clothes. True. Wilco's is a little bit more next level in terms of DIY stuff as well. Yeah, they sell like hammers and shit. Yeah. But they also sell... I've, I've bought so many bottles of Zaflora from Wilco's. Hmm. That's the thing. I definitely thought... Like this time a year ago, I definitely should have brought shares in Zaflora. Hmm. Like they've made a killing. Fair enough. Yeah, there's a thing they sell next to the pick and mix. So disinfectant next to bags of sweets and a hammer and some like budgie food. You're golden. Do people still have budgies as pets? Is that a thing? I believe so. My brother had budgies. My brother had a budgie that he called Harry. And my brother's name's Harry. But he wanted well, to call him Harry so he could teach him to say hello Harry without seeing weird like he was talking to himself. So he was actually talking to the budgie. There you go. That's an insight into my weird, my weird, wonderful world. <laughs> for once, I don't really have much to say. <laughs> There's nothing to say to that. <laughs> There's literally nothing. There's, yeah, a little green budgie called Harry. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that. I feel like that's... <laughs> I mean, that might have just taken us to the end of this podcast. That might be the end, yeah. <laughs> Well, this has been the last episode with Charlie, so <laughs> thanks very much for coming. Understand. Um, I, I genuinely, yeah, no, I think that's that's probably about all we can. <laughs> that's 
talking about what we can talk about. So at the top end of this, I came on and my daughter's been an absolute hound the last few nights. She has not been pleasant. And I am extraordinarily tired. And I feel like that is definitely coming out in this podcast. You did warn me. So I did. But we are now like 25, 25-ish minutes in and I didn't give anybody else a warning. So if you're this far in, I can only apologise. If we didn't make it this far, you won't hear this, but I can't blame you. No. Frankly. Um, but yeah, so in terms of, let's just have a little swift recap. In terms of how I get strong, go lift heavy shit. Stop, like, like cut up and throw away your fucking resistance bands and stop getting on all fours and doing those weird little unweighted hydrant things, thinking they're going to grow your glutes. They're not. Like, go do stuff. Um, if you don't know your one rep max, that's absolutely fine. If you did know your one rep max, it's probably not going to be your 1RM now. Um, and I would suggest that if you're trying to find your one rep max and you're not a competitive strength athlete, I don't think you need to find it out unless it's just kind of an ego lift, in which case that's absolutely fine. But probably go and test like your three or five rep max. Um, if you know your three or five rep max when you first get into the gym, it's probably, going to be, it's probably more going to be um, a little more accessible. When you go in, if you want to start immediately and start lifting heavy, I'd probably suggest go for your three to five rep max. The load isn't going to be as much. You can have a spot there and you know when you're going to fatigue. It's probably a little, it's probably a little less dangerous than trying to get a one rep max straight out of the gates. So try and find three to five and then you can find like an online rep max calculator. I think all things gym do like a pretty good one. That might be, that might be a good place to start. Um, and then if you're doing strength training, operate somewhere between 75 and 90% of that one rep. And then just play with sets and rep ranges within that. I think that's probably about right. That's kind of where I would go. Well, certainly that's, that's what I've put into our programming. Um, people when they're coming back, a little bit lighter, fewer reps, just get, the, just get back into moving the bar. That's kind of it. Um, get your big shit done first, little shit done later. Depends on what capping you've had, I guess. Um, that's about it. <laughs> and yeah, I think that's, that's basically it. That's the key to getting strong right there talk utter nonsense for a few minutes and then I've actually got less clever break down your co-host being part <laughs> of this, this podcast today <laughs> but you can't tell me I'm wrong oh no you, I, I can't no it's like I mean I'm, I'm I feel like as a sort of double act I feel like people might much much more respect your opinion because you cite research and I read this paper that said and this that, and the other and I just talk about how much of a shit you're going to have after a session if you've had too much caffeine. Yeah, and budgies. And budgies called Harry. Yeah, that's the thing. If you've got a pet budgie, let me know. I'm genuinely intrigued. And I feel yeah. like it'll be, it'll be Craig that will come out with someone that's got a pet budgie. Like, shout out Craig. He's one of our most loyal listeners. I don't know any, anyone else that's got a pet budgie. Not only do I not have one, I've never had a friend or family member that's had a pet budgie. I'm going to try and bring it back to relevance. So in terms of strength sports, Jeff Capes, previous world's strongest man from like the 80s and 90s, used to run a budgie aviary. Hmm. Had budgies. Used to run a budgie care book. So when we were kids, my brother had his budgie care book from Jeff Capes. So that was my very earliest link to strongman. Wow. Do they have like rescue places like Battersea Budgie Home? <laughs> I really hope so. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Um, I don't know. There is like an outdoor aviary thing near me, like in Maidenhead. There's like a, um, I think it's like Bolter's Lockway, but there's like a, there's like a kind of like a park you can go around. There's got an aviary and there's birds yeah. and budgies and canaries and shit. So if you ever find yourself up this way, like we'll go, go get coffee and we'll go and watch the budgies. There you go. 
I feel like we should end this. I definitely should. It's going to get a bit yeah. weird. Um, this is the bit where we're going to talk about shit that we sell. And if you don't want to buy our stuff, I completely understand. Um, and you can tune out now. If you do want to buy our stuff, carry on listening. Um, so from my point, I run Red Beer Barbell Club. We run programming, which is now live, as an associate membership. Um, something that a lot of people have asked for, weirdly. Um, if you want to do our programming, but you can't get near the club, then it's 20 quid a month and you can have programming for our weightlifting, our powerlifting and our strongman sessions. So you can follow along with our programming. You get invited to all of our club socials, um, discount drop-in sessions, all that kind of goodness. Um, that's us. If you want some of that, drop me a note. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Redbeard Barbell Club or at Night Strength, or you can just comment under this somewhere. Um, that's about all I'm going to sell you this week. Charlie, what are you up to? We have a workshop soon. We do. The 28th. Uh, 28th of April, Wednesday evening, seven o'clock. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. Um, so, I definitely yeah. made a of this and didn't post it out, but yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So, yeah, come and, come and watch that. Yeah, man. That should be good. I'll, um, I'll actually post a link to that in a bit because I hadn't. Um, I meant to do that this time last week and didn't um, because I've been trying to get the gym sorted. Just a poor excuse. But now the gym is sorted, I'll definitely get that done. Cool. Awesome. Sweet. Right. I'm going to stop filling everybody's ears with absolute tush. Um, if you got this far, I can only apologize and I will see you again next week. Thank ah. you. <laughs> <laughs> you but. <laughs>